open. Barcelo again. Oh. AB for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening once again, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars continue play in the Diamond Head Classic against the Vanderbilt Commodores. The Cougars advance to the winner's bracket after last night's 54-39 victory over South Florida. Let's be honest, it was an ugly game, but one that BYU expected. Neither team shot the ball well, but BYU was able to keep a decent cushion of about seven or eight points for most of the game. If you were tuning in to post-game uh, interviews uh, that Greg and Mark had over in Hawaii, they talked with both, both assistant coach uh, Chris Burgess as well as Cody Feger, and it was Coach Burgess's scout, and he was telling the guys, like, the, the game played out exactly like we thought that it would. We knew it was going to be a, a, a tough shooting game because of how good defensively USF was. It played out exactly like they had hoped, certainly getting the win, uh, but uh, it's not very often that you score 54 points and you win a game by 15, but that's, the, uh, that's what happened last night, and at the end of the day, that's really all that matters is getting the win. Gideon George and Fuseni Torreira each scored 13 points to lead the Cougars. The win moved BYU to 10-2 and on the season, and it sets up tonight's matchup with Vanderbilt, a team that the Cougars have not played since 1958, so it's been just a minute. The Commodores are 7-4 and after beating Hawaii in their first game of the Diamond Head Classic last night. Their game was right after ours. Vanderbilt has a few names that you may recognize, and it starts with their head coach, one Jerry Stackhouse. Vandy's leading scorer is a guy named Scotty Pippen Jr., who, by the way, averages 18 points and four rebounds. And they're pretty top-heavy when it comes to scoring with Pippen. And then Jordan Wright, the only player scoring in double figures right now, the Commodores are not a particularly good shooting team overall, but they are really struggling this season from three, so making sure that that trend continues will certainly be a key tonight for the BYU defense. Now, anytime you can win a game, regardless of the opponent, it's a good thing. But for one particular person on the BYU staff, last night's win over South Florida was a little sweeter. Greg Rubel caught up with BYU Director of Basketball Operations Bobby Hordusky and asked him why the Cougars' win over the Bulls last night was so special to him. I graduated and played basketball at the University of Central Florida, so South Florida being 90 miles down I-4 and the war on I-4, uh, as we call it, is a big rivalry game for me. So anytime we can beat uh, my rivals, it's a good day. So yesterday was a good day, uh, obviously both for BYU and just a little bit of extra special for me. What a grinder of a game, right? Really good. Uh, I mean, they're a top-notch defense with really long athleticism and length, and we knew it, it might take a little bit of while to get our offense kind of flowing 
flowing and where we feel comfortable. Uh, but we knew we could lean on our defense, and uh, our guys really honed in, really helped each other out, and had really solid gaps so they could help each other and uh, uh, take away those driving angles and lanes for South Florida. So uh, really good job team defensively, and then our offense kind of got rolling a little bit. A.B. at one point hit back-to-back threes, and uh, then I think he actually had a backdoor uh, uh, layup cut, reverse layup, uh, a possession or two later, and kind of really got our offense kind of started flowing right there. What does it say about this BYU team that in the game before, you can win in the high 80s, the next game you can win in the low 50s? We're able to do a little bit of everything. We're able to adapt to, you know, what game situation we're in, and it's awesome to be able to, like I just kind of mentioned, uh, win a game defensively, and then uh, you mentioned just a couple days ago when we uh, beat Weber State, like we hit uh, 16 threes, I believe. Uh, So just being able to make a play for your teammate, find the open man, and uh, playing uh, selfishless basketball where everyone's on the court, all five guys playing together. What do you think about a 10-2 and two record through 12 games, knowing everything this team has already had to go through? Yeah, I think uh, we've adapted really well, and uh, I think 10-2 uh, and two has been a successful start to the season. Uh, we got to keep going. we got to keep adapting. we got to uh, figure out and continue uh, to learn how to play together with some of these younger guys, and we're going to continue to practice and grow in, in those areas, and we'll do some through practice and some through game and some through film and uh, we just continue to get better every single day. From a logistical standpoint, uh, what does it take to get the BYU Basketball Roadshow on the road to the islands? Well, this is a unique trip in the sense it's over the holidays, so a lot of our uh, coaching staff's families have traveled out here, so it's not our normal or typical travel party of somewhere between 27 to 31 or 32 people. Uh, Our travel party, along with uh, some other people on this trip, exceeds 100, Mm. and, uh, you know, just making sure everyone's uh, taken care of outside of our own inner circle basketball family of, you know, 30 people, uh, but also the families of those coaching staffs, uh, also helping our players' families that might be out here traveling on their own, what hotel we're at, what time they can be with, their, uh, you know, their, you know, family right. during the holiday season and just kind of connecting. So typically when we go on a trip, it's a uh, inner circle of, you know, those 30-ish people that, you know, that are traveling with us. And uh, this trip, you know, exceeds 100. And I've got, you know, a great support staff with our two graduate assistants and uh, two head managers on this trip, you know, that are all taking some of the brunt off off of me. And we can all kind of help that load out uh, with, you know, Brad Kitchen, Evan Troy, Tyler Langford, and Cam Macy. Uh, but then also, I, I mean, we have some of the best uh, families, you know, in this business that are, you know, true basketball families. And I think that starts with me. Uh, Mrs. Pope and, and what she does and how she's able to create a family atmosphere for everybody and uh, she definitely helps a lot on this trip as well. It is a business trip but it's also the islands. There has to be a bit of a, a dividing line between the enjoyment and the focus and business side part of it. Yeah, uh, my wife has just asked for some time every day. Uh, so we've gone on a walk on the beach every morning. Uh, yesterday it was a little bit longer. Today we had a bright and early staff meeting so it was about a 10 minute walk and it ended actually at the uh, meeting room, and then she walked her. <laughs> she walked back actually after meeting my own parents, uh, and the three of them went to hang out. But yeah, uh, obviously it's a business trip. We're here to win and uh, try to keep our guys in, in the best spot possible, and that takes a lot from our staff. But you know, our families themselves have been able to hang out with each other and enjoy each other's time.
program where our staff has kind of been focused on our guys and you know how we can t- take that next step to, to win the game. All right, finally, uh, Vanderbilt, a couple thoughts on the Commodores out of the SEC. Yeah, so, I mean, this uh, Scotty Pippen Jr., you know, is preseason uh, SEC player of the year and can score in a, you know, multiple different ways, three-level scorer, um, and, and, you know, is just able to do so much, averaging just under 20 points, you know, the last five games at 19.2, uh, you know, can scare you a lot of different ways, and, and we're going to have to put multiple different people on them, give them different looks, and uh, we're going to do that as well as the last two games you've kind of seen our defense really uh you know heavy in those gaps to stop penetration and this Vanderbilt team has the ability to shoot probably a little better than the last two teams we've played so we're gonna have to be out on the catch and you know take away some three-point shots uh uh earlier and it it could force us into scramble rotations where we got to talk and rotate and you know ultimately take away the three and then still be able to rebound you know in our rotations all right, great scout and great summary. Bobby, always good to talk with you. Best of luck in this one against Vanderbilt, and uh, let's keep it going. Thanks, Rubes. Let's go. Go Cougs. want to thank Greg Rubel for uh, talking with Bobby Hordusky. Bobby's great, and, uh, you know, he, he gave you a little bit of a taste in terms of, of what he has to do because, obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that fall under the umbrella of director of basketball operations, and uh, he does a fantastic job, uh, does a lot of stuff behind the scenes to help us out in the media uh, and especially like on road trips, helping helping Greg uh, make facilitate interviews and, and helping that and getting guys where they need to go. And uh, he just does a fantastic job. And uh, so I appreciate both uh, Bobby and Greg uh, for, for that interview. Appreciate it. All right, coming up next, we will head out to Honolulu to the Stan Sheriff Center for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. That's coming up next. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant as we get you closer to tip-off in Honolulu between the Cougars and the Commodores. Mark, good evening. How was your day in Hawaii treated you so far? Fantastic, Jason. I've got two words for you. You ready? Bring it. Submarine scooters. What? Submarine scooters. That's what the Durant family did today. You told me growing up with eight kids on it, my dad's school teacher's salary that I'd ever go submarine scooting. <laughs> that was pretty cool, man. We went out in the ocean, and you get in this little thing. You got this air bubble over your head, and then you kind of sit on a motorcycle thing, and you just cruise around under the ocean looking at fish and turtles. I, I'm looking cool, this man. up. I have never heard of this in my life. <laughs> I've already told you I've never been to Hawaii, so this is all foreign to me. I'm looking Put that this on up. Your list. When you come, take the Shepherd Kids submarine scooting. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm actually. Look, I could just Google this. I'm looking at it. This is fascinating. I'm, I'm going to look at this in one of the commercial breaks. All right. Because uh, right. we've got basketball to talk about, but I am. I am. You've more than piqued my interest in in that. <laughs> Okay, so the good news is, Mark, is BYU got the poor shooting out of the way against USF. That game was certainly not pleasing to the eye, especially on the South Florida side of things. But I mentioned this in the first segment uh, when I referenced the the postgame conversations that you and Greg had with with both both, uh, Coach Burgess and Coach Figure. They expected everything that they saw in that game. That was not a surprise to them. But really, when you think about it, Mark, it's really about surviving and advancing, and that's exactly what BYU did. They did enough to win last night. 
Some games, the, the word survive uh, is more applicable than others. I mean, that was that was pretty brutal. Talk about sub things. Uh, that was subpar <laughs> shooting by both teams. <laughs> I, I, listen, all due respect, <laughs> like Ricky Bobby says, all due respect, that was about the worst shooting team I've ever seen uh, in South Florida. Now, the reason I can say that is because I can compliment them equally on the on the defensive side. So they know they know they're not going to outshoot you, but they think they're going to outwork you defensively, and they just about do that to most teams. I mean, they're in all the games they're, they, that they play in. And they just play such good defense, and uh, so it was a struggle for both ends. But I tell you what, BYU plays good defense, and so when you got two teams that, that play really good defense, it can sometimes look like that. And you think, well, that was an ugly game. Well, kind of, kind of. It's beautiful in a way because that's how you play really good defense. If you like that, which I do, that's pretty fun to watch. But, but uh, you know, I thought BYU did pretty well under the circumstances. Uh, I think right now they're turning the ball over a lot more than I'd like. That happened at Weber State. That happened against South Florida. And that's the thing that scares me in this game. Uh, with Vanderbilt, they, they turned over uh, Hawaii 21 times the other night, 10 steals in that game. They turned over, I think, uh, over in seven games, they've, they've turned over the opponent over 15 times. And uh, you got it, baby. This is the game. Just talking to my man Trevin Nell. Tell Trev I, I say what's up. Hey, what's up from Jason Shepard? I think between you and me, we gave him some good mojo there, so this like ought to be a big game from Trevin. And I don't know what I was talking about before all that happened, but bottom line is good defense and, uh, and oh, yeah, the, the turnovers. I, I don't – that's that's what worries me. I think, you, you know, you, you've got some guys on the team that are young and raw, and they're going to turn it over. But what I really want to see is the experienced guys take care of the basketball. I think, you know, uh, Alex Barcelo and Tijon Lucas, they, they've got to really take care of the basketball because you're going to have turnovers in some areas. But those two guys, experienced veteran guards – take care of the basketball against Vanderbilt because that because they're not much better shooting from three than yeah. uh, South Florida yeah. so I mean they're going to do this, a lot of the similar things are top 50 defensive teams so they play good defense um, so you need to really take care of the basketball because that's kind of what they thrive on is getting those turnovers and then and going uh, you know in f- fast break type situations early offense yeah Vandy forced 21 turnovers and 10 steals against Hawaii I mean they're averaging nearly eight steals a game so I mean that, that look it's always going to be a a point of discussion and a point of emphasis for a coach to not turn the ball over but when you're facing a team like BYU will tonight that has shown they're very very good at forcing turnovers and then turning those turnovers into points that, that's going to be a massive key for tonight yeah I think it is the key and uh, and normally you know I wouldn't be as concerned have it be that big of a thing but just the fact that BYU struggled with that recently I mean it's, it's they what happened against South Florida was they really came out high with that. It'll be what you said, that high screen, top of the key, and Barcelo comes over, the big, and they just attack. It's like it's almost like a full court trap when when you cross half court. They you try and double them there. Well, they're trying to double that right there, and you have a big guy kind of waving his hands, and you you then you can't make the next pass, and or you try and make a pass that you think you've got it, and then they've got a guy rotating on the backside because they know that's where you want to go, so they're baiting that pass and. I mean, good, te- good, good teams do that, uh, and I think Vanderbilt is a, a really good defensive team. So they're going to be, you know, they know BYU's offense at this point. There's no surprises, and uh, and they saw the game yesterday, 
and, and no BYU is vulnerable to that. So, I mean, a little blood in the water there. I mean, that's a, t- a good defensive team thinks that they can come out and, and maybe that's going to be the difference for them in this game. So it's, it's going to be that's going to be the big challenge. Last night, Alex Barcelo had to sit with four fouls, and at the time, you know, it looked like it was going to be a bad thing because, you know, you never want the guy that's leading your team in scoring and, you know, arguably you're the best player on your team having to sit late in the game. But he really wasn't needed down the stretch to win, and I think that bodes well for tonight that you didn't have to play him down the stretch. He can get a, a little bit of rest, especially in a situation where you're playing three games in four nights. It may actually turn out to be a pretty good thing. Yeah, I mean, he's such a hacker. I mean, just come on, stop fouling people, Alex Barcelo. I mean, he got more fouls called on him than have been called for him in the last four games. I mean, I can't. it's weird to me. But anyway, he, yeah, I think that was a blessing. I mean, if, if South Florida would have hit a shot or two at the end and maybe cut the lead a little bit, Alex would have got back in the game. But it was a blessing that, you know, BYU was able to extend that lead and have him sit because you are worried about, you know, game management in in a two, three games and four night situation, especially the back to back, and so I think that that's going to help Alex a lot, and he'll be refreshed and ready to go. And uh, I, I just I hope a little bit he doesn't kind of wait 15 minutes to start, you know, hitting some shots. I mean, there there might be something to to that that you know teams come at, coming after him early and getting the other guys involved and and. Uh, you know, Alex almost seems to lull people to sleep. I yep. mean, they come out, they, they, they're doing everything they can to stop him. They do, and, and then they kind of forget about him. Oh, oh, we got him. He's not doing anything. And then bam, 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 eight points. And uh, so he, I think he kind of picks his spots, but I'd like him to be a little bit more aggressive. I think there were opportunities for him to shoot. He had the space, and he didn't take it early. Uh, he, he's just too good a shooter to, to, to not get more shots and to really – He's never going to force anything, but he, I think he should be a little bit more aggressive looking for his shots. Okay, for anybody that was curious like I was as to what a submarine scooter looked like, you're going to want to go to my Twitter page. Mark, you're going to want to check this out too. I tagged you in it. Uh, so at, J- at JSN in- in- <laughs> uh, Shep, you can see exactly what Mark was talking about and what he wrote on earlier today. That looks awesome, by the way. I'm yeah, going to have to do cool, that. Man. I'm going to have to cool. sneak into your luggage one of these times. You head over there. So let's uh, let's. You're too. You've got too big. Too big of muscles to fit in my luggage, man. <laughs> uh, you're very kind. Uh, Vanderbilt certainly a better offensive team than USF, but like you know, you had mentioned it. Th- th- they aren't a good perimeter shooting team at all. W- what else stands out to you about the Commodores? We talked about the turnovers. You know, we mentioned a guy like Scotty Pippen Jr. and I, I don't know if you had a chance to hear uh, Greg's interview with with Bobby in the last segment, but I mean, this guy is legit. I mean, he's one of the best players in the SEC. Obviously, he comes from great NBA stock with his dad being Scottie Pippen. I mean, everybody knows how great he is and was. Uh, I mean, this this guy is a guy you got to be paying attention to all night long. Well, first of all, I call them the Doors, okay? Not the Commodores, the Doors. Okay. Well, I learned that like reading that. their media stuff. I mean, that's that's a lot cooler. Although the Commodores themselves were pretty cool. <laughs> I can't think of it. But yeah, the, I mean. This is a little trip down memory lane for me, uh, the, the names anyway. Scotty Pippen Jr., of course, watching Scotty grow up. I mean, that was everything, he and Michael. And uh, and he's a good player. Um, he, he doesn't have the size of his uh, pop, but he, he can do a lot of different things. And and he's certainly the star of this team and, you know, you know SEC player of the year guy. And, I mean, he's, he's, he's the real deal. So that that's going to be a challenge. Um, but I like their their big man. I thought he was a really solid player. 
uh, as well. Uh, blanking on his name, but uh, he's a big seven-footer. Oh, Melora Brown. He's got some. He's, he's a skilled big man, and he's got a little right-hand jump hook. He likes to go right. He's pretty good. Um, and then, of course, Coach Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. Did Mark Durant play against Jerry Stackhouse? Yes, he did. Mm. He played against Jerry Stackhouse, uh, not at North Carolina, but in North Carolina at a neutral site. And um, and the North Carolina Tar Heels, they, they got us. Yeah, they got us. But uh, we put up a fight. But, yeah, I mean, this is so this is cool for me, seeing these names. And, uh, you know, time goes by, and it's all the juniors now. You know, there's <laughs> no. Uh, and so that's but I'm excited to watch him play. I saw a little bit of that game, but I'm excited to watch uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. See what he can do in a, in a full 40 minutes. Isn't it? it it's, I was tweeted this out this morning. The one thing look, Jerry Stackhouse had a really, really good NBA career. However, the only thing that I can think of when I think of Jerry Stackhouse was back in 1996 when he sucker punched Hornacek in the face. Do you remember that jazz game? <laughs> yeah, I saw that tweet. I didn't remember it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those kind of things can stick with the fan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is the only thing I remember, like, specifically from his playing career. But you're right. It is It is kind of – I don't know if it's I don't know if it's good or bad, but it certainly makes you feel old when you see these guys that you remember. Like, in your case, you know, you, you played against some of these guys. For me, it was just while I was a fan watching them. But you start to see these guys now are now coaches or now it's their children who are now the superstars. It, right. it's, it's really crazy when you see, just as you mentioned, how time goes by and the legacy of some of these players continues in different areas. You know, guys that are really, really good in one thing, it just it's kind of funny how it works out that they just seem to find other things that they're really, really good at. And, and Stackhouse so far is, uh, is I mean, I think he has a, he's, he's under 500 as a coach. But, you know, this year, 7-4, and four, and, and the team's playing well. Yeah, I think, you know, I think really good players make generally make good coaches, and the name, I think, helps. And uh, if you can kind of point to that NBA career and you have NBA contacts, I think that's exciting for recruits. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a couple years for any coach to, to kind of get what he wants and implement his system. I think he's right on track, and this is a, this is a good team. I was impressed. Watching them, or just early in that game, it was clear to me that they were going to beat uh, Hawaii because uh, they play good basketball. I was impressed with them, and I left knowing that they'd win that game and BYU would be facing facing them and would have a real challenge. This will be a challenge yep. to get to the championship game, no question. Yep, this will be a fun one. Mark, thank you for the insight as always. We'll uh, hear you coming up in just a few minutes with Greg. Thanks for the time. All right, thanks, brother. See you. There we go. The Lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up Cougar. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Wrapping up Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Here's what's on the line. A win tonight means BYU faces Stanford on Christmas Day at 6.30 Mountain Time. A loss tonight means the Cougars will play on Christmas Day against Liberty at 4.30 Mountain Time. All right, after the break, out to Honolulu and the Stan Sheriff Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. 
Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again. Aloha and Melekaliki Maka, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Stan Sheriff Center on the campus of the University of Hawaii in Honolulu for championship bracket play in the 2021 Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic tonight. The 10-2 BYU Cougars take on the 7-4 Vanderbilt Commodores. Second all-time meeting between these two programs. The first was contested almost 64 years ago in Nashville. Vandy won that one. The Cougars tonight seek to square the all-time series. Your play-by-play broadcaster, Greg Rubel, with me, the former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, after surviving a sloppy slugfest with South Florida last night, the Cougars step up in class a bit to take on a team out of the SEC. But this is a Vanderbilt team that has yet to record a real significant win against a really good team yet. Uh, BYU be a feather in the Commodores' cap to be certain. Meantime, Vandy is a Ken Palm top 80 opponent. That should look okay on the resume. Yeah, I, I like them. Uh, I like them. They're solid. They've got Scotty Pippen Jr., who's a tremendous player, kind of an all-around player. Uh, they've got a skilled big man in uh, Melora Brown. They've got four different guys that have scored 20-plus in different games. So, you know, they're good. I mean, they're not a good three-point shooting team, which is, uh, you know, nice again. You know, the second consecutive night where you have, don't really have to worry as much about defending the three-point line. Um, knock on wood, we've seen we've seen things go differently in, with teams like that in the past, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like this team a, a lot. Um, I looked at VCU, Greg, uh, early in the season. I thought 39 points wasn't a lot. They only scored. They, this team lost to VCU with only 37 points, so they they can get really cold. But what do you want to make sure is make sure you make them cold. And, and another good defensive effort. Hopefully, BYU themselves shoot better than they did yesterday from three. I think if they can do that, keep the turnovers down. VCU, excuse me, uh, uh, Vanderbilt turns you over. They had 21 yesterday. Uh, and, and so they're going to uh, 10 steals. So they've got to really take care of the ball, especially Alex and, uh, and Tijan on the perimeter. That is Mark Durant. The other Mark, Mark Pope, is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. Coming to you live from courtside inside the Stan Sheriff Center on the University of Hawaii campus in Honolulu, host venue for the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic. Tonight's game, the third of four games on the second day's schedule. Uh, tonight's Vanderbilt BYU winner will advance to face Stanford in the tournament championship game on Christmas Day. Loser will meet Liberty in the third place game after an off day. Tomorrow, the other game today saw Wyoming hold off Northern Iowa. Wyoming plays for in the fifth place game. And it'll be Northern Iowa in the seventh place game. Time now for our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope matches wits with uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, like Coach Pope, Stackhouse, a former Final Four college player and then NBA pro, now coaching in the college ranks. His Commodore team picked up an opening night win over host Hawaii last night. And I asked Coach Pope for his impressions while watching that one. 
Vanderbilt is they do two things really, really well. They they rebound the ball really, really well. They're a top 50 rebounding team. I think 37, especially on the offensive glass. And then they cause, they're a top 20 teams in, in turn of, terms of causing turnovers and steals. Um, they're really, really long. They'll do things to, you know, they'll come trap you at random times. They'll, they'll uh, trap you with a really aggressive down in transition, which is a little bit new for us. Um, and they just bring a ton of bodies and length to the ball and then you get a driving kick game and they're actually trying to race in the passing lanes as much as they are trying to close out to a shooter so they're a little bit different look like that but those are the two things they do remarkably well is they cause you know they cause you to turn the ball over and and they rebound the ball really well in the offensive glass clearly they have a you know the sec preseason player of the year on the team so they're a super talented good team turned hawaii over what 21 times last yep, night that's right so uh, scotty pippen jr how do you describe his style of play well he's a three-level scorer uh, he goes at his own pace he's he's uh, super confident he's got good size he's got really good physicality he's got some freedom to play on the floor he's a good player Vanderbilt comes in uh, maybe lacking a marquee win at this point. You might be the, the, the biggest game they're going to play to this point in the season. What have they shown you, though, to get to 7-4? and four? Well, just that, exactly that. I mean, you, you can clearly see what the strengths of this team are. They haven't shot it great. They're at about 30%, but they have the potential to be a great shooting team. They have some guys back healthy that have been out, some of their better shooters, and so I expect that they'll shoot it better and better as the season goes on. Do you plan to put uh, Tijon on Pippen to start? Yeah, we'll have a bunch of different guys take a look at Pippen. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be a complicated guard for us. Uh, our ball screening schemes will be a little bit different, a little bit more the point the screen a little bit more uh, stay longer and they do some nice things to get rid of the tag to to kind of punish you for being a tag position so we'll have to kind of keep our heads about us and respond to those well okay south florida's strength was also defense but uh, tonight's game should have a different feel should it not yeah absolutely um you know this is uh you know i'm, I'm guessing there'll be some real pace to this to this game uh you know one thing that vanderbilt does is is you know right now in the season they're they're uh one of the they give up more threes than just about any team in yeah. the country. Now, the teams are shooting a poor percentage against them, so they're not giving up great threes. Maybe they're just good enough defensively that they're forcing everybody to shoot bailout threes at the end of possession. But, um, you know, I would expect there would be some real activity from both teams from beyond the three-point line. What did you like from last night's game that you'd want your guys to take into the next one? Well, I was really proud of our guys uh, paying attention to the game plan. You know, Weber and South Florida were very, very unique scouts, and we, we actually played much different defensively, and we had some different... Uh, focuses offensively and the guys really absorb the scout well we got to shift back now I'm a little bit nervous about us being there on the catch with urgency that's not where we've been we've been a heavy gap team the last two games because of what teams showed us so we have to make that adjustment and uh, I'm confident our guys will okay same starting five tonight yes with the quick turnaround how'd you prep for tonight um, just a, just a normal game day for us. Uh, you know, we just went and the guys, um, you know, we watched the, the second half of the game last night together and then kind of broke down personnel and actions and, and uh, showed some, some defensive wrinkles they'll throw in this morning. And, and uh, the guys are here ready to roll. Let's go. All right, Coach, good luck against Vanderbilt. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. That's Mark Pope leading us into tonight's keys to the game, brought to you by Ford, built Ford proud. Mark Durant with tonight's keys. Hey, turn you over. Uh, BYU is going to get turnovers because they got a lot of young, raw guys that make mistakes. But the key is Alex and Tijon have to not turn it over. And I think if their turnovers combines under four, BYU's in good shape. And I'm going to say.
BYU's going to have to hit the three because they're, they're not hitting the two very well. So they're going to have to hit the three, I think, five to ten percentage points better than Vanderbilt. They do those two things, they're in good shape. There it is. Mark Durant's keys to the game. As we head to break, reminding that you, you that Smith's has all your fresh game day grilling favorites. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu, Hawaii. In tonight's championship bracket showdown between BYU and Vanderbilt in the Diamond Head Classic, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, BYU got two tonight by grinding out that 54-39 win over South Florida last night. Uh, shooting percentages were low. Frustration was high as the two teams combined to miss 35 of 43 three-point tries. Mark, tonight's game should represent a bit of a change of pace. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, this is a, I mentioned the 37 points they had in the game, but they average, average about 70 a game and I think uh, like to play faster. I think that helps BYU. It's hard to guard, you know, deep into the shot clock almost every possession and uh, so I think this will be a, a more upbeat, a better offensively played game. I'm looking forward to this one tonight. It's going to be a good game. Mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center. Fresh off the grilled chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp, Coconut Island Grill with the island flavors your mouth's been waiting for. Text the word COCONUT to 61090 for a free drink with your next meal. That's COCONUT with two Ks, K-O-K-O-N-U-T to 61090. More from Honolulu next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Coming to you from the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu, Hawaii for BYU and Vanderbilt in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic semifinals. Winner advancing to face Stanford in the championship game on Christmas Day. The loser will face Liberty in the third place game. Commodore is one of the better defensive teams in the country. A little slower paced on offense. Don't shoot the three ball real well, but they shoot a lot of them. They average more than four attempts per game from the arc than, they, than BYU does or than their opponents. Scotty Pippen Jr. leading Vanderbilt in scoring in three-point attempts. He's the preseason player of the year in the SEC. Mark head coach Jerry Stackhouse says they're making it their business to make Scotty Pippen Jr. a first-round draft pick. <laughs> well, they're doing a good job, uh, and I'm excited to see him play. But it's more than just Scotty Pippen Jr. If it's just one guy, I'd feel pretty good about that. But they've got a, a talented big Big man has, has some nice post moves, and BYU struggled with that type of guy this year. And they've got four different guys that have scored over 20 points in a game this year. So they, they're not a one-man team, but that one man is pretty good. But I think BYU can do some things, uh, and they've struggled more with big guys than, than right. the perimeter players. So we'll see how it goes. But he, he is a challenge, and he's really good, and he will likely be a first-round pick. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Shore. More from Honolulu next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU Vanderbilt tipping it just after the top of the hour here in Honolulu at the Diamond Head Classic. BYU playing in its 10th tournament in the Hawaiian Islands. BYU's gotten to a championship game twice but never won a tournament in paradise. Now you can't win a tournament without winning the opener and BYU's now on the right side of the bracket mark. It'd be nice to see this team do something that no other BYU team has ever done. Yeah, well, I played in one of these and got to the finals against Duke and lost. And uh, I think this team, in the last couple of times, they've improved and gotten to the championship game against Kansas and Maui a couple years ago. I think they're due. You don't have a, a kind of a Kansas or Duke sitting out there. These are winnable games and games actually BYU should win. So it's about taking care of business. They did it in the first game. We'll see how they do uh, tonight. In 2022, BYU men's basketball will be dunking on cancer through generous donations each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for BYU's Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougars' fight against cancer, go to sccr at kim.byu.edu. Final thoughts before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Honolulu, Hawaii on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Listen up. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Tip-off of BYU and Vanderbilt coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Honolulu, Hawaii on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.